everyone. Welcome to Calcio is Back, Episode 3. Very excited to have you guys on the pod today. Uh, a lot of news going around Syria that we're going to talk about on our on our third episode here. So to kick us off, we're going to do a little bit of an intro segment here. Um, the Syria schedule drops, so there's a couple things to talk about in regards to that. Uh, Romelu Lukaku, the big story of the week. We will go into uh, the big guy, uh, the big man himself, Big Rom. We'll discuss Rom for a bit. Uh, Juan Cuadrado to uh, Inter. Here we go. It's going to be very exciting there. Um, there was a Cristiano Ronaldo quote about Syria that made the made the airwaves this week. Um, Italy's U18s won the Euro, was, I believe, Jake. It was the U18s. Uh, U19s won the U19s. Euros. We'll get into that. Nice. We'll get into that. Uh, some outgoing transfers, some incoming transfers, some rumors, some Roma roundup. But uh, Jake, how you doing, pal? Good. Uh, preseason friendlies are starting to, you know, round up this week. I believe Napoli, AC Milan played yesterday. Roma's playing some scrimmages, no like official friendlies, but it's all starting up. And uh, now I can officially say we're we're we are a month away from. Uh, yeah, last night I saw Roma was uh, exactly a month away from starting, and I got really excited. I went back and watched that last game of the season against Spezia. Uh, but the Serie A schedule dropped. I don't know. We could go into the specific week by week, but then we'd be, have you guys on the line here for an hour. I, I don't think anyone would like that. So just in summary, um, I wanted to say my most anticipated ga- uh, matchup of the season um, the past couple of weeks have kind of swayed me from what I said last episode. I think Milan might be the title favorites at this point if they keep building and spending this Tonali money. Um, I still say it's Napoli at the moment, but by the end of the window, Milan might have built like a real squad here. But uh, my, my matchup of the season is going to be either the October 29th or the February, February 11th matchup between uh, Napoli and AC Milan. Jake, what is your most anticipated game of the season? Yeah, I mean, as an American, I think Juventus versus AC Milan is going to be very interesting. Obviously, you got Wea for Juventus, and obviously AC Milan, they might get Musa done. They got Pulisic, so. Um, obviously, Inter might get Balogun. We'll get into that as well, but um, for Americans, I think that game's going to be fun, and that's a, a week before. Uh, October 22nd is that game, so we got to wait a little bit for that, but uh, it should be fun. And, you know, it's going to be obviously the second, third month of the season, so, you know. Those teams are gonna need points. Um, you know, you might you might be cooking with that take there. I mean, Ace Milan could be the favorites. I had them, I believe I had them third. I you know I do think they're second now. I mean, we'll get into who they brought in this week, but they they're really cooking with what they're doing this window. Yeah, we'll we'll get into it after the Lukaku stuff and the Juventus stuff. But, um, you know, it is very important to kind of, you know, notice how great that Napoli team was last year whenever I'm thinking about this. But, like, the day, every day I feel like Milan is linked to someone new and uh, they're about on the precipice of bringing in another player who I think really elevates the squad. I don't think they're really messing around this year. But let's get into the Romelu Lukaku stuff. So Romelu Lukaku, one of the greats, you know, he he's a uh, nomad striker is how a lot of people refer to him. He started his career at... I believe um, Chelsea, he was in the Chelsea Academy. He went on loan to West Brom, eventually became a full-timer at West Brom. He went to Everton. Um, absolute goal-scoring machine. Um, fell out of favor with Chelsea. You know, He went on a full move to Everton, which was exciting. Um, Ever- Manchester United bought him from Everton. Pretty, pretty good goal-scoring rate for him at United, even though United fans didn't love him like that. 
Um, United winds up selling him off to Inter Milan um, a couple years back. And with Conte at Milan, Lukaku was dominant 2020-2021. Just an absolutely absurd season for a striker. And then he went and, you know, got resold to Chelsea, his original club, for a massive fee. Like, incredibly large fee. And throughout Lukaku's career, the only place that had, like, real love for him was Inter. So what happens is... Inter, you know, they give him back to Chelsea. He's really just a terrible fit in the Tuchel system. Doesn't really work out well. And what happens next with Rom is, you know, he gets loaned back from Chelsea to Inter for this season where he's recovering from an injury after an awful performance at the World Cup that most people remember. It was very funny. Uh, But, yeah, after an awful appearance for Belgium at the World Cup, um, Lukaku goes back to Inter. He rehabs his injury. And by the end of the season, he found some really good form and he was putting the ball in the back of the net. Um, So Chelsea and Inter, from the second the deadline opened and the window opened, Inter decided to take all of their money and focus focus in on getting Lukaku in the door. Um, besides, like, whatever went to Fertesi, they were going to do Fertesi and Lukaku as their transfer budget. So they've been working all summer on this deal. Inter really want Rom back. They're the only team that loves him. And this week, Lukaku and his agent go behind Inter's back, agree terms with Juventus, and now Chelsea and Juventus are deep in conversation. So Inter fans have been very mad this year, uh, week. I've seen furious Inter fans. Inter fans in my life have been, you know, furious. This guy's turned his back on the last place that supported him. The quote I have for this, uh, Inter, from an Inter fan, you have betrayed us all. You always def- We always defended you in difficult moments. Now you give us a stab. Um, and Lukaku's kicked off Chelsea preseason, but apparently the deal with Juventus is close. They're still working on it, but he's a man without a country, a man without a team. Uh, Jake, how are you feeling about Lukaku right now? Yeah, I mean, it's certainly crazy. I mean, I didn't see this coming. We talked about Lukaku a few weeks ago. We all anticipated him just going back to Inter and because he's loved there, and it seems like he loved it there, so... This is definitely unexpected, but uh, 16 GA last year. I believe 10 of those were goals. Um, he's going to be 30, 31 next year. I don't know when his birthday is, but he's 30 right now. So he'll either be 30 or 31 when the season begins. But should help them score more, absolutely, uh, because he is a goal-scoring machine. Um, could he be as good as he was a few years ago? Obviously, his best season was probably a few years ago. Um, so if you may enter, we'll get into it. But, I mean, that, those fans are going to be – Pretty crazy, I assume. They're not happy, and I know Juventus fans aren't happy with the guy we'll bring up next. But don't know what the money looks like. But this is a good. This is a good move by them. Uh, should help out their uh, attack for sure. Yeah, Inter's Inter's are. Juventus has had a pretty broke summer. There's rumors that they're moving Chiesa and Vlahovic. I mean, they're kind of no, no real legitis- legitimacy to them yet, but it, it's been floating out there all summer. Vlahovic might go to PSG. Chiesa, apparently teams all over the world are interested in him, as they should. He's, he's absolutely awesome. A bit of a Juvexodus happening. And uh, the big point here is Juan Cuadrado. So one of, you know, a, a club legend at Juventus until pretty much two days ago. Um, he leaves the club. He's 35 years old, the Colombian wingback, one of the great, best offensive like fullbacks on the planet. He's excellent at getting forward. Even at this age, he's still probably one of the best like wingbacks in the league at doing the little things, just getting forward, starting attacks, or jumping in on the attack and running up. And he's always been there at Juventus just the past like 10 years. He's been a part of Juventus every step of the way. 
and he turns his back to go to one of their biggest rivals in Inter um, on a free transfer. Juventus don't see any money. And, you know, there's just been sparks flying between Juventus and Inter all week because the Lukaku betrayal, but also now we have the Quadrado betrayal. I think Quadrado is probably the third or fourth best fullback in the league right now behind, like, DiMarzo, Tierra Hernandez. Um, he's really good at what he does, and I think he'll start every week for Inter and really improve their squad. Um, it's a bit of a cheap move for Inter. We'll get into their moves later, but um, it's a really interesting transfer. Yeah, again, another transfer just didn't see coming. I thought he would obviously he was on his way out, but to go to like a rival, um, like Inter, that's you know it's you know interesting to think about. But I mean, for a 35 year old, he's still very versatile. He can play wing, fullback, wherever Inter want to put him. You know, he'll be serviceable, probably serviceable to good there. Um, so yeah, but he's been there for a while. He's been in Juventus since 2016. Um, and like I said before, fans are, fans are not happy. Um, a lot of, what was there, like a, like a protest going on? I know I saw something about, they're just, they're not happy and, you know, you can't really blame them. This is a guy that's been there, like we said, since 2016, even 2015, because Chelsea won him out and then he went back to Chelsea and then he went back to Juventus. So he's been there for a long time and he's going to be an intern next year, so like I said, those games are going to be – it's going to be certainly interesting. It will certainly be on my television. That's right. I mean, it's a crazy rivalry right now. Um, you know, there's I, – I think Inter has the better squad. Um, they have a lot of big question marks, which we'll get into later. But um, Juventus is doing just weird stuff. I, I don't know why they let Cuadrado walk. Um, they've replaced him with Timothy Weah. Timothy Weah plays the same exact role, and it's it's a good sign for the U.S. international that he's going to take over from this like very esteemed piece of the Juventus system. But man, Quadrado was there for everything. He's really he really felt like the the last link to that old Juventus way, where they were just winning every year. And uh, it's it's a real bummer that he's gone. I mean, yeah, like for a Juventus fan, I'm I'm obviously not uh, not cheering for Juventus here, but it's kind of a bummer to see the last piece of that go out sad. And uh, he'll be good for Inter. I mean, it, it doesn't move Inter up or down in the standings by too many points, but. Just a very reliable player, probably gonna play on the other side of uh, Federico. Um, it'll it'll be interesting. I'm excited to see what happens here. Um, so if you have, let's just say Inter or Juve, well, what do you have in your stands right now? I, I think we both agree Inter over Juve right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're just a better team, better manager. Um, those two games, they obviously two games this year, November 26th, February 4th. So I'm going to wait a while for that game. Obviously, it's like at the end of November, but uh, and then again in February. So I believe Juve, Juve is home the November one, and then Inter is home February. So yeah, I'd probably I, I don't I don't think Juventus is going to move that much from where I thought they were last episode. Obviously, Lukaku helps, but you know I don't think it's a crazy jump for them. I think Inter. We'll stay now. I think Inter's gonna be a third just because of what AC monitoring, but I, you know, they're the better team in my opinion all around. It's interesting. I mean, Juventus without the point reduction finishes in second last year, or at least has like a better push on the league. Um, it's just this Juve team doesn't really move 
me too, too much. Uh, but apparently, like, one thing that's come out of Juve this week that I guess is interesting to our American listeners is that um, basically Weston McKenney was excluded from the Juventus project along with a couple of others. Like, I think it was Alex Telles, um, the center back, Blanket Benucci. Benucci was excluded from the project, which makes sense. He's a little bit older. But, you know, he's, he's a legend at the club. It's very weird to see them act in this way. Uh, but this new kind of director that we discussed last time, the new director of Juventus, is going to take the club in a very different direction and try to, try to awaken the sleeping giant here. Um, I don't think they have the pieces to contend this year, but I think in a rebuilding year, Juventus can still be... Like, I think in, like, two years, I think Juventus will be scary again, but right now it seems like they're tearing the walls down. Um, Lukaku, I don't know why he fits into this or why they decided to agree to terms besides to piss off Inter, but it's very interesting. I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes, uh, where the Juventus project goes, and uh, safe to say McKenney's going to probably leave Syria. He's one of my favorite American internationals, uh, but probably safe to say he's leaving Syria unless uh, unless one of his buddies can recruit him to a new club. Any thoughts on the Juventus project, Jake? Before we move on to the next topic. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a fairly good point. Uh, you know, without all the points deduction deducted, they would have been in second. Very interesting point you brought up. But I I maybe they get they're probably fifth for me right now, fourth or fifth. You can swap them in Roma. Um, obviously, Lukaku's going to help. I mean, they got Vahovic, if he stays, has to play like, you know, he was brought to be. Um, obviously, Inter don't have a goalkeeper right now. Juventus do. So, you know, we can have that debate when, like, in August, obviously, I, I assume Inter will get a goalkeeper by then. But uh, we'll see what happens. I They're trying to bring in Murata, um, and they want to sell Chiesa to do so, which I think is stupid. Um, but I, I get it. I mean, he was good there. They probably want him back. So we'll see what happens. I know it's between them and Roma right now, as we'll kind of get into. But, you know, decent, decent team. I mean, they can be anywhere between one through six. I wouldn't be surprised. But I'm putting them in fifth for now. Yep, uh, agreed there. Um, but, yeah, no, that's pretty much the main topic for the episode is talking about the – you know, Juventus Inter dynamic right now. Uh, to go into the Cristiano Ronaldo quote this week. So Ronaldo had one of his biggest public availabilities since, you know, deciding to go into the Saudi League, uh, where his career's kind of been this year. You know, he's, he's making crazy money to be there, um, but it's really not doing much for his legacy or anything. Uh, one of the quotes did pertain to Serie A and when one of, you know, not to call Ronaldo a goat, but one of the greatest of all time to ever play, you know, starts talking about the league. You have to kind of listen and uh, hear what he's trying to say. So his quote this year was Serie A was dying before he came. And then when he left, it was revived. So I have a lot of thoughts on this because um, it is a very interesting thing of him to have said. So it, it, there is truth to it. The league was struggling so much financially. If Ronaldo never comes to Syria, I don't know if it ever gets to Paramount Plus. I don't know if it ever gets, you know, grows in the United States. Um, I don't know if, you know, as much recent investment like what happens at Milan happens if Cristiano Ronaldo doesn't raise the profile of the league with his move to Juventus a couple years back. Um, the other part of it is, you know, 
What did Ronaldo really do at Juventus? He was the top goal scorer. He had an awesome first year at Juventus. They were unable to win the Champions League. They went out pretty sad. And then the second year, Juventus implodes in Pirlo's first season as coach. And, you know, Ronaldo immediately leaves the league to go back to Manchester United. So it was interesting, his tenure in Syria. I don't want to, like, dunk on the guy because he was awesome when he was here. And it's a lower goal-scoring environment. But, you know, Juventus fell off during his time in Syria, and I think that's the biggest impact of Ronaldo's time there. Um, I know, Jake, you weren't watching as much Calcio when Ronaldo was here, but what did you think of the quote? Yeah, I mean, certainly interesting. I know he said a couple other things. Um, it's interesting. He was like, nobody wants to go to Saudi to the Saudi League, and now I'm here, and everyone wants to come here. It, I just think it's because they have a boatload of money. <laughs> Could that be because of him? I don't know. Um, and, you know, I really can't tell you if it was dying before he came. Um, I, I don't think there's a lot of truth in it. Um, he didn't really do a lot at Juventus. They haven't, like, had that much success with him. And now, obviously, without him there, they've kind of been falling off the last few years. Serie A isn't as good as it is today because of Cristiano Ronaldo. Obviously, he, you know, he helps somewhat with the, you know, success. And, obviously, Getting an order Paramount Plus, you know, that's a huge part of it. But is it the sole reason? Absolutely not. Yeah. And Juventus was already a massive club and they had won 10 years in a row prior to Ronaldo getting there. Um, and then he just kind of took over, won a couple more titles and uh, or one more title and then dipped the second thing started getting, uh, getting tough. And that's, you know, when the going gets tough, Ronaldo gets going. It's, it's frustrating. You know, one of the best players to ever do it, but... I think he's a little off base there with that quote, and I didn't really appreciate it because I think the league's in a very good spot right now. Um, this, you know, also in kind of the Saudi discussion without getting into the, you know, the myriad of issues that come along with it. Uh, apparently, this isn't from a great source, so grain of salt it, but Lataro Martinez might have $200 million or $120 million in a four-year contract on the table right now. I saw that this morning. Um, you know, it's, it's really, it's going to drive guys out of you know big leagues it already took Malinkovic Savic earlier this year um you know players priorities are very different um I heard like the report also said Lotaro isn't really taking it too seriously uh because he's focused on winning at Inter but man if, if Inter lose Onana and Lotaro at the same time it would be absolutely just mayhem like awful for what the project has been uh, but without further ado, Jake, do you want to talk about the U19 Euros uh, spotlight, you know, the the team? Um, I know it's really good for Italy here. Yeah, this was, I believe, the final <clears throat> Sunday, but the Italy under-19 team uh, won the Euros. Um, they were in a group with, I, let me check this, their group was Portugal, Italy, Poland, and Malta. Uh, they beat Malta for nothing. Uh, then they lost Portugal 5-1. Uh, they drew with Poland, won a huge one against Spain 3-2 to go to the final, and then they won one nothing. They scored a goal away, and that was it. Uh, standouts for me, Samuel Vignato. Um, he plays for Monza. He had two goals. Luca Lopani, who plays for Genoa, had two goals. And Cher Nadu, he just signed with PSG from Benfica. He, this guy is going to be the next star. Uh, the Italian national team is only 19. I don't love the transfer because he's not going to play a lot of PSG, but the guy is an absolute star. He's only 19. Hopefully PSG plays him. Obviously, you know, no Messi anymore. He can certainly play there. I think he plays right wing. I'm going to check that right now. 
that that that's a big transfer. I see a lot of people talking about him, how he's gonna take the next step. I have him as like a midfielder, right wing. So we'll see. Um, didn't really play a lot for Benfica. He played a lot for their academy. So, but no, I, I mean he he's an absolute star, and I'm, I'm looking out for him. And uh, good for Italy, finally find at least some success in the last few months. Yep, and it's a really good sign for um, you know Hasa, who wound up being the top goal scorer, you know, going forward. Because I'm looking at the list of guys who wound up breaking out. You know, some of them never really hit their ceilings, but there's guys like Mason Mount, Marco Asensio, Alexander Mitrovic, um, you know, Fernando Torres. They had great careers after really lighting the world on fire at the U19 Euros. So it's exciting. I'm excited to see, you know, where the, the program goes. I know they keep going back and forth between being a great team and then an okay team, but uh, U19 Euros is a good projector of who's going to be good in the future. So it's it's exciting. Um, next topic up here, we have uh, the kind of transfers. So these are official transfers at this point. Um, you know, we could go through. We have three incomings, one departure. Uh, so this is a happy episode. More players, more good players are coming to Syria than bad players. Uh, we'll start off with the one we kind of talked about earlier in the pod. Milan add Noah Okafor from RB Salzburg. So he plays up top. Um, he cost them about $12 million. Uh, from reading about this guy today, I really didn't, wasn't too familiar with him until then. Uh, you know, Swiss international, really helps the squad. He's going to grow into a young nine. Uh, he got a lot of exposure to, like, you know, real leagues last season for the first time. Um, real European competition. Apparently, really embraced it. Um, people really liked him, you know, at the club. The fans of RB Salzburg were upset he left, but they're normally a feeder club. Um, and yeah, it's just crazy how the Tonali deal keeps reviving the squad. There's going to be someone we talk about later in rumors. The one thing about Noah Okafor I didn't love was football reference doesn't have him high on anything. Um, so that was, that was a little off-putting. It's just like, for, you know, he is technically sound, it said, but just from an XG perspective, uh, expected goals, he's not doing too, too much. But definitely an interesting piece of the puzzle here at Milan. And, um, you know, if they're going to play in two competitions, they're going to need squad depth. Well, what do you think of Okafor, Jake? Yeah, I was watching some of his highlights this morning. Uh, very tall, very fast. I mean, the guy is lightning quick. Uh, kind of like a Bobbyang type player. Um, I know FB Ref kind of compared him to... Uh, Brennan Johnson and um, why did it lag? Hold on. Um, Brennan Johnson, uh, Cal Antonio, Geraldo Beckers, so just all like fast, uh, tall strikers. And I know Epi Ref doesn't love him, but you know he's very young. Uh, he's 23 still. I think this is gonna. He's obviously not gonna start every week, but I think developing him is gonna be very key. And you know I see what they see. They want to get younger. They want to get faster. And this is a this is a really good start to doing that for only twelve million. I think this guy's gonna be really good. So good for Milan. I really, like I said before, I really like what they're doing this window. Yeah, a lot of shot creating actions was the one thing that stood out from his FB ref. So like you know he's very involved with, involved in the build up play. And if you have great wingers like Milan's gonna this year between Pulisic, Liao, and the guy we're gonna talk about in a little bit. 
um, you know, you're going to want a center forward who's going to be able to move the ball forward. So that's definitely something you're looking for um, in the system they're going to roll out next year. Uh, next up is the outgoing. This is probably the big news of the week. Um, Onana to Manchester United. So Inter Milan, as we discussed last podcast, lose their goalie. Uh, Inter gets about $50 million back. You know, great ball playing keeper. One of the best keepers in Serie A. He's been awesome the last couple of years. Inter can now invest that money and try to do what Milan just did. But, you know, they need to make move very quickly here because they don't have a keeper. Um, I thought Onana was great. You know, I thought it was wonderful the past two years. He does make some mistakes. United's game a good one but like you know the this is a Syria podcast not a Manchester United podcast so the outlook here is Inter needs to move fast and replace their goalie and also get some squad replacements because the squad's starting to look a little thin yeah top Syria Syria keeper um obviously no longer in Syria uh Inter's gonna move fast because they are a month away they don't have the it's not even like their hand dynamics can start they don't have to meet it so right now, they literally do not have a goalkeeper. There will be no one in the goal right now. Uh, so they got to move quick. I know there's still kind of young summer rumors. I think that's a really good move. Um, you can use that money to just replace him. I don't think Jan Summer is going to cost $50 million. If it does, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Like, they're going to raise the price for Summer because, you know, Inter's going to be pretty desperate. If not, um, you know, they get – nonetheless, they have to move fast. And, you know, the price is going to be high because – the other club is going to notice how desperate Inter is because they literally do not have a keeper. Um, so, yeah, I don't want to talk too much about Onana because, like you said, this is not a Manchester United. This is not the United stand. Um, <laughs> so, but like you said, mistake prone. And, you know, we'll see what Inter does. But if they need to find someone good and find someone quick, because if not, they're going to slip. They need an average goalkeeper to kind of stay atop the top three. Exactly. And, you know, big, big signing to take it back to incomings for Syria, uh, not Manchester United incomings, uh, Fabiano Parisi. So Parisi uh, goes to Fiorentina for about $10 million. And uh, this is, oh boy, Vincenzo Italiano, man. He is cooking. Um, so a 22-year-old fullback who played on a team that didn't have much possession last year. And as a fullback, this guy's an absolute stopper. He looks like, you know, I know the Italian pool is so flooded with fullback right now but he's a left back he really like his comp is like current Aaron Juan Bazaka like there are some good players that this guy gets comp to um he's very exciting you know he's a ball winning fullback who can transition very well and you know I think that's perfect for Vincenzo's system I'm very excited to see him I think he works his way into the national team over the next couple of years but uh, you know, here we go on um, on Parisi, and he also has a name we love here. Um, we we do an Islanders podcast as well, and there's an Islander called Zach Parisi, so we'll, we'll keep this uh, Parisi in our life. But uh, very excited for Parisi here. Yeah, if Zach retires, we now have another one. <laughs> I know we talked about this, I believe, last week because it was a rumor. Now it's a here we go. I believe they just lost someone to Brighton. I just saw that like a few minutes ago. Um, forgetting his name, but. Yeah, I mean, this is a Vincenzo Italiano player to a T. Uh, he's only 22, quick fullback, uh, only 10 mil. That's tremendous business. I do think he's going to be the backup uh, left back for the national team pretty soon. So we'll see what happens there. I'm hoping he has a very good year, and I just absolutely love this transfer. And, you know, um, they played yesterday. I don't know if he played in the um, friendly, but they had a game yesterday. They drew. Um 
very excited for them this year. I, I really do think they're going to get top seven. Yeah, Vincenzo loves, like, you know, I, I think the guy literally just goes on football reference and just finds guys who, like, you know, have a ton of green bars on their charts. Um, that's how much of a progressive coach he really is. Like, he, he's exciting. I mean, his teams normally win the XG battle, and they play a very fun brand. So I'm excited to see what uh, Preci does at Fiorentina. So news that makes me very sad as a New York City FC fan, Taddy Castellanos goes to Lazio, former MLS Golden Boot winner, former, you know, absolute all-star MLS champion, uh, great striker at Toronto last year, lots of goals. He is now officially going to Lazio. So the first replacement with the um, SMS money is kind of going towards us. Backup striker to Chiro. I think it's a little interesting. It's a pretty interesting way to use their, you know, use the money, but um you know, I'm not going to tell Lazio how to spend that uh, SMS money, and we'll see where it goes. I haven't seen the fee yet, but it seems official, and, you know, they're going to go for it here with Toddy. Yeah, you're the you're the NYC guy. I'm not, so I can't tell you too much about him. I can tell you he got 13 goals in La Liga last year as a 23-year-old playing for a lower-tier club. Um, that's pretty good. Um, he was obviously really good at City, I think, he, before he was transferred out. Uh, 13 goals in 17 games in MLS. Uh, I think what he got. Um, he had 19 the year before. Like he's a he's a he's a good player. Um, you know, just looking at the stats, um, he's still young. Like we say, he's only 24. I, it, this might be a firm old way. Um, you know, he's he's washed in my opinion, but I just don't like him too much. So that's a tad biased. Um, but not a bad backup striker at all. I'm trying to see if the fees agreed on. Um. 15 million, it is, it says. So that's not bad at all. I mean, that's, for, that's a guy, right. for a guy who put up 13 goals in La Liga, that's that's pretty good. So we'll see what happens. He's going to, um, this is a really good move for him. Obviously, going from a lower tier club to one of the higher tier clubs in Serie A, this is good for him. And hopefully, it's not good for them because, you know, I'm a Roma guy, but um, I think it'll work out for them. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. I mean, he was one of my favorite players at a point, so we'll, we'll see where it goes from here. But, you know, it is kind of a bummer seeing him move on and go to a rival when I own a blue Castellanos jersey, and now uh, he's going to be playing for the bad guys in the blue jerseys. But uh, that's it on Lazio. It, it'll be interesting. Uh, Jake, I know you prepared some Roma stuff. You want to do a little roundup quick? Yeah, nothing crazy official this week right now. Seems like all their focus is on getting a striker, which is good. Um, it seemed like Murata was happening. Um, now he's asked for a lot of money, and now West Ham have kind of circled back on talks uh, for a loan for Skamaka. It looks like that's kind of back on. West Ham's kind of trying to replace him. So. And Skamaka's not going anywhere else, so I'm sure that'll be done hopefully soon. Uh, he's having a great preseason for West Ham, which is good to see. Um, like we said earlier, Roma had kind of two um, scrimmages. Uh, they weren't like friendlies on FOTMOB. It wasn't listed as a friendly, but they did play a game against, you know, I think a few Serie C teams. They had one a few days ago, and they had one today. Um, Al had a fantastic showing. I was reading on a few Reddit groups and just people on Twitter. He looked really good. Looks like a brand-new player, people are saying. Um Solbakken scored. He got hurt today. Uh, someone injured him, but hopefully he's okay. Uh, Bilotti scored. He was actually, it was actually a pretty nice goal. I sent it to Ryan Pormer. I did not know he was he was capable of that. Um, 
Now, if we want a Banyas, uh, I don't know how true that is, but the, apparently they appreciated Banyas. So do I. So <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, they, he might be on his way out. Um, they no longer want Kamada. I know that was kind of a rumor last week. Not anymore. Um, apparently they agreed on a loan for Renato Sanchez, and then Renato Sanchez found out, oh, Roma's not in the Champions League. I don't want Roma. He's not like persuaded by the project. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Uh Apparently, they were interested in Mane, and uh, Mane's going to uh, Saudi Arabia, as is everyone, so I don't think that's happening. They want Nicholas Dominguez. Uh, it's kind of like a low-cost uh, CDM who plays for Bologna. Well, how do you pronounce that? Bologna, brother. It's, it's Bologna? Okay. Bologna, I'm... yeah, it's, it's Bologna. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, that's interesting. And, I, did, um, I didn't hear the Mane link. Yeah, it was just a rumor for a day, and then it was kind of known he was going to Saudi Arabia. And then Spinozola, I got another guy who was supposed to be uh, Saudi Arabia-bound, Spinozola, has declined all offers for that, and he wants to stay, So, which I didn't expect. I thought he was on his way out. So, um, Yeah, that, that's kind of it. Hopefully we get some official stuff this week, and I believe their friendly against Tottenham is, let's see, it's probably not going to be a few days since they just played. Let's let's find that out. Oh, it's Diabolo. supposed to be Wednesday, and then I just it just went away. Did they reschedule? They canceled it. I think. Oh they no! So they, oh, they're playing Braga on Wednesday now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they moved it around. I don't think they're. But, playing now, they're, not, they're, not, but now they're not playing Tottenham, so I don't know. Yeah, Tottenham ran from the grind. They're still dealing with the hurricane stuff uh, that transfer on their end. But you know, I mean, interesting stuff, Jake. Thank you for that. Uh, you know, Renato Sanchez. I think he'll come around to Roma by the end of the summer. They still need one more midfielder. He fits the bill perfectly. The Aquar, you know, performance was encouraging, but hard, hard to not, uh, hard to read too much into games where uh, Belotti's scoring. Um, and you know, I, I was, I'm like excited for the season coming in. I think they still need to move some pieces and move them quick, but you know, just got to kind of trust the process here. Um, find a striker if Tammy's going to be out long term. And we'll figure it out. But uh, now to just do some rumors to end the podcast. Uh, we already did where we've been. Now we'll do where we're going forward and the big news of the next couple of weeks. So first off, another American might be coming to Syria in Florian Balogun. So Florian Balogun recently joined the United States men's national team, made an immediate impact um, at the Nations League. He was a uh, top scorer at, I think, it was, I think the pronunciation is ROMs. Um, so he was great there last season. Uh, now he's back at Arsenal. Arsenal won a big fee from Inter, but he could be coming to the Serie A. Um, this is their pivot from Lukaku, and honestly, I don't think you can get that much better than this, brother. Um, I think, like, you know, this is a perfect kind of transfer pivot for them to make, and uh, he's really young, really fast, good, XG monster. Um, him and Lataro would be, like, super scary hours. Um, and if Inter want to, like, you know, make some progress in the Champions League and the league this year, I think they're better off just getting Balogun instead of uh, Lukaku at this point. I don't know if that's too hot of a take. No, not at all. Um, I mean, especially, like, Latar's on his way out. I mean, that's a big jump, obviously, but, like, he is so skillful. He's, I think he's 22. Correct me if I'm wrong, but scored 21 goals last year in the top five, well, top six league now with the new UEFA rankings. Uh, but he had a great season. Um, he's with Arsenal at the moment. Obviously, he was great for USA. He scored in that second game. First game, um, he was good. They couldn't really get him going. So, um 
this would be this would be huge for I mean another American coming to Syria and be a huge player again as well. Make me very happy. Yeah, Musa. Um, this has kind of been a rumor for a few weeks. Apparently, they're kind of going back and forth uh, with AC Milan. I ultimately think it gets done. Apparently, AC Milan. Um, oh, why am I blanking where he plays? Uh, Villarreal, uh, Valencia, Valencia, Valencia are lowering their price. Um, you know, estimation um, according to um, Romano, I think. I think Romano said that. Um, so maybe that gets done soon. That would be another great ad for AC Milan for the midfield. Um, they're pretty much set, man. I think after that, and the guy we'll get into, uh, I think their team's set. So this would be a big deal. Yeah, no, we, we're on the precipice of getting five USMNT guys into Syria. Um, if Balogun Musa join, you know, the rest of the the fellas we have there right now, I, I guess it would be four: Musa, Pulisic, Balogun, and Waya. But there's, I, I guess, McKenney's still there too. But he's on and off with the UVA project right now. Um, it's exciting. We'll we'll see where it goes. But uh, next up, uh, Rasmus Hoyland. Um, you know, I didn't really get too much of a chance to watch this guy play. Uh, he's rumored to go to Man United. Uh, great young Danish striker. Uh, people say footsteps of Holland on this one. Uh, he hadn't really had a full year at Atalanta. He came in uh, last year at the beginning of the year. And then, you know, he came back from loan, from playing somewhere else. He had nine goals and assists, and now Manchester United are about to spend $60 million on him. So uh, the big message here is buy from the source, folks, because when you buy from the source, things like this happen where you spend like $12 million on a guy and they can flip him a year later for $60 million. Um, is he going to work out at United? I don't know. It seems close to done. They seem like this is the big target, but who knows? It, it's exciting. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, I don't know if he's worth 60 million, but um, I think he's a good player. He's still only 20 years old. Obviously, had a tough year at Atlanta, didn't really play too much, but uh, from what I see from him, when it comes to finishing, he's a decent finisher as well. So he has those traits. He's only 20. So you're paying high now. Um, and I mean, if they get him, they get a really good striker. Um, Guy wasn't really started for Atalanta a whole lot, so it's not really a huge loss for them, and they're obviously getting a lot of money to invest in the squad. I don't know where they can look next, but uh, I like the player. I don't know if I love the price tag, but I do love it for Atalanta because they're getting a lot of money uh, for a guy that caliber. Yeah, it's interesting. We'll see where it goes. Um, next up is another big transfer. We've been uh, kind of leading towards this one for a bit now, but uh, Samuel Chukwezi. Um, I, I'll learn how to pronounce that one day. I always struggle with it, but Samuel Chiquezi, uh going from Villarreal to Napoli or to Milan. Um, it looks like it's close to a done deal at this point. Uh, Milan, you know, that's really going to be scary hours between Liao, Chiquezi, uh, and uh, Pulisic. And plus they're adding more and more. I mean, this Tonali money keeps just growing and growing. And he's only 24 years old. He was awesome for Villarreal last year. I believe he had 13 goals and assists um, or something in that ball. Or 13. Yeah, I think he had six goals, three assists, so nine. And then he scored a little bit in the European leagues in the cup. But, um, you know, he was a world beater last year. He's a great winger. I think him and Liao can be really special. I think that's like, you know, that's the same level of partnership as Ossiman and uh, Kovicka. 
um, it, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait to see him in uh, Milan. And uh, this is the signing that I think would put them over the top and make them title favorites, in my opinion. What about you, Jake? Yeah, this is a really good signing as well. Um, they just they keep getting better. I mean, this this Tonali, um, you know, transfer is really really good for them. We thought it would be traumatic. Nope, they're really investing. Title favorites, you can certainly make that argument. He's a very special player. He's 24. Um, I think said him and Liao are gonna be a deadly duo. And the just what they did today with um, him and um, Okafor. Um, this is a really good day for them. This really pushes them into the title favor for me, and the attack is going to get that much better. And the rest of their team is really good too. So, like, it, it certainly, it certainly, you can certainly make the argument that they're title favorites. You're kind of swaying me now. I'm still going Napoli because it really just depends what they do at the back um, back end. Because you know, Kim and Jay is a huge loss, but I mean, they still have everyone else pretty much. Yeah, last uh, last player we'll kind of delve into. It's not done, but uh, Retogui to Genoa. Uh, he's uh, on loan from Boca Juniors um, at Tigre right now, which is a uh, Argentinian league. Um, he recently um, has been playing for the Italian national team. Three games so far. He's got two goals. Uh, he's very good for. I believe it was out of the Nations League, the Euro qualification. But uh, I didn't know much about this guy. I think he's 23. And I'm like, who is this guy starting a track? It's not a mobile, I'll take it. And he looks very good. And he's got 11 goals, I believe, in 18 games so far. Um, and obviously, like I said, really good in Italy. Two goals in three games. Hard-working striker, really good finisher. And now he's going to be in Serie A. I can watch him. I'm going to be real honest with you. I do not watch the uh, Liga Professional, I believe it's called. So, um, Genoa could maybe push into the top 12. I mean, he's a, he's a really good striker. I, I really like that he's going to be in Serie A now, and hopefully he continues to start for the national team. I don't think he's their best striker. I really think Skamaka is really, really good. Um, they need a striker. Could this be the guy? I mean, two goals in three games, I'm not going to be mad if he is. So, um, Don't know the price yet. Um, talks haven't really intensified in the last two days. There's a rumor, I think I saw like three days ago. Um, but it shouldn't take too much. I just think he wants to focus on playing right now. And then, you know, maybe in a month it'll get done. He can immediately play for Serie A. So we'll see what happens there. Um, and, yeah, do you, you have any thoughts on it? Nope, no real thoughts. I know you're more familiar with him. Um, I haven't watched him play yet. Um, I'm excited to see where he goes. I mean, you know, I think more good players in the mid-table always helps. And it's just good that he's getting from Argentina to Italy. So, be exciting. Um, he represents. He's capped by Italy, so he's he's not gonna be able to defect Argentina like a couple of, you know, other guys who have come through the system over the past like ten years, especially with the guys that were coming through at, um, you know, the mid and early 2010s. There was a lot of guys that would come in as Argentina and then switch to Italy or come in as Italian, switch to Argentina. It, it's interesting, but it's good. He's already capped, and I think he's gonna be a good force in the league. Uh, but without further ado, uh, thank you guys for listening. A um, little bit of editing on this one, but really appreciate all of the you guys bearing with us. Really excited to keep going with this. Only only four or five more weeks till the season starts. Let's go. Like, it's awesome. And uh, thanks for listening. Calcio is back, and Calcio has never been more back than is right now. Jake, uh, anything else to kind of add here? No, not really. I mean, thank you for the support so far. It's been a little overwhelming. This is just the beginning. I know it's going to continue to 
rolling, especially when the season starts. Uh, so we're trying to do the best what we can with the news that we kind of receive. And it's going to be a really good year. And I'm excited to kind of talk it out with you guys.